You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. In this podcast, we share stories and updates from persecuted Christians, analyze current persecution trends, and always bring it back to prayer. We hope that this helps you to feel more connected to your persecuted family. Here's today's episode. Welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. Today we have a special episode for you. This past Sunday was the International Day of Prayer with the Persecuted Church. And uh, we had a special event happening on on Sunday night. And so today we are going to play the audio of that event. It is an event focused on prayer. We're going to have times where we pause and allow you to pray for your persecuted family. And there'll be people leading in you in prayer. And so it's going to be a great moment of prayer. Just before we start, I do want you to know that IDOP uh, Canada is a group made up of many ministries. So you're going to hear a lot of voices that you haven't heard on the podcast before from other ministries. Uh, but we're just so pleased to be part of IDOP Canada so we can partner with these other ministries. And so uh, this podcast will be a bit longer than normal, but it'll be a wonderful time of prayer. And so enjoy it and pray with us for our persecuted family. God bless. Good evening, everyone. My name is Nicolette from Open Doors Canada, and this is Mark from ICR Canada. And we want to thank you for joining us on the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. Yes, once again, the IDOP Canada partners have come together for this event. The ministries that make up IDOP Canada are the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada, Intercede International, ICR Canada, Open Doors Canada, Take Heart, and Voice of the Martyrs Canada. Yes, and all of these organizations are committed to serving the persecuted church worldwide. And tonight we're joining together in prayer for a very important reason. We are, you see, we're praying because there are Christians all around the world that face hostility because of their faith in Jesus. They can face pressure from family, experience discrimination at work, be shunned or threatened by their their community. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can be imprisoned, kidnapped, and sometimes even killed. Yeah. See, according to Open Doors research, there are more than 360 million Christians worldwide that face high levels of persecution and discrimination simply because they believe in Jesus. And that's a huge number, but it's equivalent to one in seven Christians around the world. It is a huge number. Persecution is is a difficult context to stand strong in, but we're encouraged by God's words in Joshua 1.9, which says, Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Yes, that's an incredible promise. And it's also the theme of IDOP this year. We believe that God gives our persecuted family the courage to rise above the persecution and discrimination that they face. And so today, that's what we're going to pray for. During this event, we're going to share about three countries uh, that face persecution, Nicaragua, Nigeria, and India. Mm-hmm. We want to share the realities of our persecuted brothers and sisters in these countries so that we can pray for them in a more informed way. Yeah, exactly. This year, we really wanted to make prayer a priority of our event because it's the International Day of Prayer. So after learning about what persecution looks like in each of these countries, we're going to pause and guide you through a time of prayer. There'll be prayer points on the screen, and we really encourage you to take a moment and pray along with us from wherever you're watching. 
Yeah, we do want you to per- to participate in what we're doing. We really believe in the power of prayer, and that、yeah. God can give our brothers and sisters in Christ the courage that they need to stand strong in their faith、mm-hmm. despite the cost. Yeah.、Uh, and so, with that, let's go to Andrew from Open Doors Canada to learn about what persecution is like in Nicaragua. The first country that we want to pray for tonight is Nicaragua. For many, Nicaragua might not be a country we think of when we think of persecution, but the hostility facing Christians in Nicaragua has worsened, pushing the country into the top 50 of the Open Doors World Watch List for the first time. Since protests broke out against the dictatorial rule in 2018, President Daniel Ortega and his wife, Vice President Rosario Murillo. Have forcefully sought to silence dissenting voices, especially the church, given its influence in the country. Christian schools and TV stations have been closed, as have faith-based charities, while believers have been arbitrarily detained and prosecuted. The aim is to silence the Christian voice and make them lose credibility among the population. Churches in Nicaragua that speak out against injustice and human rights violations by the government are viewed as destabilizing agents. This makes them a target for hostility, which can include intimidation, harassment, monitoring, arrests, and even attacks. The government is particularly hostile to churches that provided shelter and care for people during the widespread protests, which broke out against the country's dictatorial. Regime in 2018. To this day, these churches are still experiencing retribution from the government, including slander and surveillance. Meanwhile, recent elections and changes to the law have been used as a pretext to label church leaders as terrorists and coup plotters. This has led to increasing restrictions on churches and other Christian organizations. Since this is the International Day of Prayer with the Persecuted Church. We wanted to make sure tonight's event was focused on prayer, and so for the next few moments, I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer. But we don't want you to just sit and watch. We want you to pray with us. You can add your prayer in the chat, or you can pray with those you're watching with. Whatever it is, pray along with me as we pray. So I'm going to share a prayer request. Then I'll leave a few moments for you to pray, and myself or our colleague from IDOP will be on the screen to pray with you for that point. After we've prayed through our prayer points for Nicaragua, we'll go back to Mark and Nicolette to continue on with our event. So let's pray together. Our first prayer point is for Nicaragua, and it is to pray for strength and encouragement for Christians who have been facing increasing persecution in the last few years. Let's pray together. Father God, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Nicaragua today. God, we think uh, specifically uh, of those who have been facing this increasing persecution. God, because they've been standing up for、uh, for what is right, for the truth. God, we pray today that you would strengthen and encourage our brothers and sisters there. God, we pray, Father God, that they would be filled with your Spirit. God, that they would be encouraged to keep going. God, regardless of the restrictions being put on them, regardless of Of the way that the the government is coming after them, God, I pray, Father, that their focus would be on you, Jesus. 
that they would continually uh, to, uh, to share the good news of Jesus Christ, that they would be salt and light where they are, Father God, and that even as they face increasing restrictions and increasing persecution, Father God, we ask God that they would remain strong in their faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, we also want to take a moment and pray for Christians in Nicaragua that they would continue to share their faith uh, that they wouldn't be deterred by their restrictions and all that is happening, but they would continue to say, you know what, people need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And so let's pray together for that. Gracious God, we come to you on behalf of brothers and sisters in Nicaragua. Lord, we pray that in the face of persecution that they would continue to proclaim boldly that Jesus is Lord. And in light of the support that they are giving to so many who are protesting the injustice of the government, that you give them courage to continue to act in a way that brings glory to your name, O oh God. We bring them before you, asking you to strengthen their hand, to guide them in their work and in their living for the name of Jesus to be exalted. And lastly, we'd be so bold to pray for those who are, are causing the persecution. We wanna pray for those in government, those in authority who are, uh, are persecuting Christians. May God soften their hearts and may they begin uh, may they meet Jesus, and may they change their opinion of Christians. So let's pray for that together. So Father God, we just thank you for your goodness, Father. We thank you, God, that you are a good God. I thank you, God, that you sit enthroned uh, above the nations, God. We just lift up the nation of Nicaragua to you, Lord God. We just declare, Father, that you would move in the hearts of all those leaders, Lord God. I pray, Father, for every persecuted Christian in that nation, God, where they would be ones that would go forth and uh, just be Jesus to all those leaders and officials, God, to be witnesses to them, God. I pray, Father, that, they, that you would give these officials and leaders dreams and visions, God, and that you would send up your faithful servants, God, to go and explain to them what these dreams mean. I pray father that that you would bring that nation to unity god that that would be a nation that would know the lord god almighty that that nicaragua would be a nation that would fear the living god almighty god let your kingdom come and will be done lord god in that nation and on this earth as it is in heaven we pray and we declare in jesus name amen thank you lord
Amen. Well, thank you so much for praying with us for our brothers and sisters in Nicaragua. Yeah, and as as mentioned before, Nicaragua is uh, not often a country that's talked about when yeah. referring to persecuted Christians around the world. So it's a great reminder that there are varying degrees of persecution, and to remind ourselves to pray for our brothers and sisters wherever they are mm-hmm. and whatever they're facing. Yeah, exactly. And so, with that being said, we highly encourage you to head over to idop.ca and get connected with one of the IDOP Canada partners. Today is the International Day of Prayer, so we're so grateful that you prayed with us today. But we want you to keep praying um, for Nicaragua and for other countries. Um, so make sure that you head to idop.ca to get connected with one of these six organizations. Yeah, all all of these organizations are committed to serving the persecuted church worldwide. And so we do, just to echo you, mm-hmm. we do want to connect everyone to our persecuted family, wherever they may be. Yeah. So with that being said, let's continue to Greg from Voice of the Martyrs, who's going to share about what persecution is like in Nigeria. Nearly all Christians in northern Nigeria, especially in the northeast part of that African nation, have lost family members due to the violence more than 5,000 followers of Christ killed last year for their faith by Islamic terrorist groups like the Boko Haram and Fulani herdsmen. Entire congregations have been forced to leave the region, and pastors have also had to go. Families have been displaced. It's been a terrible, horrible situation. Hundreds of our brothers and sisters in Christ, especially young women, are still in captivity because of their faith in Jesus. Now, it's trying to force them to convert to Islam. Sometimes it's kidnapping, forced marriages. I've had opportunity to meet many of these young ladies that have been rescued and they are suffering trauma, but they're also maintaining their faith in Jesus. It becomes a very difficult situation. We need to be praying that God will strengthen our brothers and sisters in Christ because of all they've had to endure. So let's do that. Let's lift up our brothers and sisters that are suffering because they love Jesus. So let's do that right now. Father, we see what's happening in Nigeria. Our hearts are breaking. Uh, Lord, so many have suffered. They've been separated from their families. Many have died because of their relationship with you. Such incredible violence. And we just pray, Father, that you would strengthen them, uh, help them in the whole uh, journey of forgiveness. Lord, we know that that's something that you command us to do, and it's, it, it sets us free to continue to advance the kingdom. We pray, Lord, for resources uh, for the churches, for our brothers and sisters that are suffering, that they will continue to advance the gospel, especially in northern Nigeria, places like Kaduna and Kano, uh, and many of these other places, Plateau State, Borno State, that they have suffered so much, and yet 
your church continues to grow. Uh, we also pray, Lord, for those that are, pe are perpetrating these crimes against our brothers and sisters. We think of the Boko Haram and Fulani herdsmen. Uh, they're doing terrible, terrible things, and some don't even realize what they're doing. They're doing it for the sake of religion. Some are doing it for the sake of gain. And Lord, we just lift again our brothers and sisters to you, Lord, that you bring healing and restoration in their lives. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. We now want to pray for the government of Nigeria, and it's a government that has been in turmoil. Uh, one of the things that has been said about the Nigerian government is they're not doing enough to protect especially the Christians from the violence being perpetrated against them in northern Nigeria. So let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this new day. I thank you for this opportunity you've given me to pray for the citizens of Nigeria, Lord. I pray for their government, Lord, the leaders that you have elected, that you have brought to power. All the power that they have has come from you. I pray that they may use it wisely, Lord, that they may govern their nation in the fear of the Lord do this supernatural work in their life help them to protect their citizens lord from the extreme violence that's caused by these militant groups god give uh, unity to all these leaders father god as they strategize on ways to um, to help the citizens please let them be united uh, have a united front and let them always work for the good of their citizens. Lord, so many innocent uh, lives have been lost unnecessarily, senselessly. Please bring an end to this, Lord. Do what only you can do. Hear the cries of your children, Lord. Worldwide people are praying for this. In your mercy, hear and answer speedily. Because we ask this in Jesus' name, trusting and believing. Amen. I know we all heard about what happened in April of 2014 when the Chabak girls, 276 of these young ladies were captured by militant Islamists. Many have been released, but still around about 100 still remain in captivity, plus all the others that have been taken away from their families, they've been taken from their villages because of their faith in Jesus. Some because of economic reasons, a kidnapping for money, others to take these young girls, force them into Islam, them into marriages with Boko Haram soldiers as an example and uh, so we want to pray for them uh, some of the ones that have returned home uh, have come with children and they're often ostracized in their communities uh, because these children belong to the Boko Haram so we pray for healing of all the trauma that they've experienced those that have been released and all those that as well continue to be held captive against their will
Our dear Heavenly Father, we were instructed in your word to remember our brothers and sisters who are imprisoned as if being imprisoned with them. Dear Lord, today we have an urgent request for our dear brothers and sisters who are captured in Nigeria. Dear Lord, we don't know what we can do, but we know that you can go where we cannot go. If you could be with three young men in a fiery furnace and turn the place of suffering into a place of praise, we ask you to do the same for our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. I pray, dear Lord, that they would feel a mighty sense of your presence. I pray, dear Lord, that you would heal their wounds and that you would soften the hearts of their persecutors towards them. I pray, dear Lord, that you would afflict their spirits. I pray, dear Lord, that their families would be comforted knowing that you are with their members who are in the prisons and are being captured and that you are in charge. You are the Almighty One. We have no one else to trust but you. So we make this humble request, an urgent request for our dear brothers and sisters who are being held captive in Nigeria. You said you would free those who are imprisoned. We ask your Lord for you to act now. In your precious name, we seek and pray, amen. Thank you once again for praying with us. We are trusting together mm -hmm. that God will give our brothers and sisters the courage to rise above the persecution that they face. Yeah, we know that violence against Christians is actually the worst in Sub-Saharan Africa. And in Nigeria, um, 14 Christians on average a day lose their life because they believe in Jesus. This uh, trend of violence is on the rise and we really need to continue to pray for the church in this area. Yeah, and so again, we encourage you to head to idop.ca after this event, make sure that you stay connected to, mm -hmm. to these ministries represented here today so that you can continue, so everyone can continue to be aware of what our persecuted family faces and continue to lift them up in prayer. Yeah, that's right. Be sure to head to idop.ca. You can find the link uh, in the description of this video. And now we'll head over to Jared from Open Doors Canada to learn about our third country of persecution, which is India. The country of India is number 11 on the 2023 World Watch List, and the situation is getting progressively more difficult for our brothers and sisters. Persecution in India takes the form of religious nationalism. There's a growing movement in India called Hindutva, which states that in order to be an Indian, one must adhere to the Hindu religion. It's Hindu religious nationalism. For our brothers and sisters who choose to follow Jesus with their life, this means occasionally being looked down on as second-class citizens or as less than because they do not follow the dominant religion. This also gives way to another form of persecution, which is persecution from one's own family. When someone chooses to give their life to Jesus, this might mean being banished from the family circles or excommunicated because they do not follow the family's traditional faith. This is why we as Christians across Canada must stand with our brothers and sisters in India in prayer, because we are the ones who can be a family to them when they have lost their own. Instability and uncertainty isn't limited to a personal family scale either. You may have heard about the violence occurring in regions like Manipur, where ethno-religious conflict has resulted in deaths, violence, riots, burning of buildings, and more. It is an ongoing crisis that the current ruling government has been under fire for not addressing properly. While Christians aren't the only ones affected, there have been hundreds of churches burned as a result of the violence, over 50,000 Christians have been displaced from their homes, and many more have been dead or wounded. 
As we move into a time of prayer, I really encourage you to spend a few moments praying for your brothers and sisters in India who are following Jesus despite the religious nationalism that they face, the expectations from their family and extended social circles, as well as those in regions like Manipur who are experiencing violence every day. The first prayer point I would like to encourage you to pray about is for a change in narrative regarding religious identity so that minority religions, including Christianity, will be accepted. Lord God, we want to lift up in prayer our brothers and sisters in the country of India. Lord, the situation for them is getting worse. We know that all of your children in India are people who you know intimately, whom you love so, so much. And we thank you for their passion and their strength that they have in following you despite the oppression that they face. Today, we pray against ideology that would look down on Christians as second class. We pray against ideologies like Hindutva that would suggest that to be Indian, one must be Hindu. Lord, I don't know what it would take to backtrack on government policy like that, but we pray that from the top levels of government all the way down, that there would be changes made so that our brothers and sisters in India can worship freely. We pray that you would grant your church in India strength and courage and peace in the face of national persecution. And we look forward to seeing news updates and trends over the years that show that religious freedom in India is growing and that Christian worship can be done freely and expressed openly in society without fear of retribution. In Jesus' name, amen. As we continue to pray, I invite you to now lift up those Christians in India who have been rejected by their families and communities because they've chosen to follow Jesus. Dear Lord, today we pray for your encouragement and strengthening of Christians in India. Please give them effectiveness and boldness as they share the good news in remote communities. We pray for those who are experiencing injustice because of false accusations and those who are imprisoned because of their faith. Please guard and protect them and keep them strong in their faith. We pray for Christians in India who have been rejected by their families and communities because they have chosen to follow Christ. Please protect them and encourage them in their faith. We pray for the persecutors of Christians in India, specifically for repentance and ultimately turning their lives to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your faithful followers in India. and Please continue to grow your church in India. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Lastly, as we close this section on India, I encourage you to pray for the violence in regions like Manipur and pray that the church can be a light in a dark situation. Following that, Mark and Nicolette will close us in prayer.
Let's pray one more time for our brothers and sisters in India. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for our time together in prayer. We thank you that the, the words that we pray do not fall on deaf ears, but they fall on the ears of the God who created the universe, who has raised the dead. God, we pray right now for those uh, in the midst of the conflict in Manipur. God, we thank you that you are there and we pray for peace in this time of conflict. We pray for our brothers and sisters who are there and we pray for the church that they might rise, that they might have the courage to rise and be a hope and a, a, a source of, of peace in the midst of all of that. We may not understand everything that goes on, but God, we know that you hear our prayers, that you act on those prayers, and that you can be that, that, uh, that sense of peace in the midst of all of that. So we pray for that in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark, and thank you, everybody, um, for praying with us for Christians in India and in Nigeria and Nicaragua as well. Yeah, these countries have been our focus tonight. Mm -hmm. But we want you to continue to pray for them and for Christians living in other countries where they are also heavily, per heavily persecuted. Yeah, so we encourage you to get involved. Even though our time is coming to a close, make sure that you stay connected and stay praying for our brothers and sisters that face so much for their faith in Jesus. We wanna thank all of the IDOP Canada partners for uh, coming together for this event. And you can find links to all of our websites in the description so that you can stay informed in your prayers for our persecuted family. Yeah, and again, we believe there is power in prayer. So yeah. please know that your prayers truly have made a difference today as we've joined together and are important to the global body of Christ because mm -hmm. together our prayers are giving them the courage to rise above. Yeah, and you know, the truth is that we all need courage to follow Jesus in whatever context we find ourselves in. And our brothers and sisters are a beautiful example of holding on to Christ despite the cost. Absolutely. So thank you again for joining us on the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. We hope you have a great night. God bless. Thank you for joining us on the World Watch Weekly Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you know when our next episode is out. You can learn more about what persecuted Christians face and how you can help strengthen them on our social media at Open Doors Canada or at our website, opendoorscanada.org.